Great breakdown. It's great to be here. Great to have you. I got Hugh and James joining me. It's been a little bit since we've done this, but we are very excited to be back. And uh, today we're going to talk about that Carson Wentz trade and a couple other things, but let's get started with the Carson Wentz trade. Uh, so Carson Wentz went to the Colts. I thought it was a great deal for the Colts and for Carson Wentz because, you know, Carson Wentz was pretty much given up by the Eagles for not a lot, a couple second round picks after they paid that big contract. As for the Colts, I think we could all acknowledge they were pretty much a great quarterback away from being a necessarily uh, deep playoff team. And not that Carson Wentz, not that we know if Carson Wentz is going to get back to that state, but I would say uh, he can definitely, if he reaches 2017 form, he can definitely reach that. He can definitely make this team a playoff contender once again, or a deep playoff contender at that. Um, as for the Eagles, I don't really know where they go from here. They could go with Jalen Hurts, not saying he's a bad option, but I don't necessarily know if I don't necessarily know if he's the answer there. You have a lot of problems in with the organization as well. So I think the Colts and the Carson ones are far and away the best winners of the trade. Uh, but I'll start with you, Hugh. What was your reaction to it? I feel the same way you do, Robert. I thought the Colts, um, you know, they got a quarterback who was the second pick of the draft in 2016, who 2017, everybody thought he was going to be the MVP before he got injured. And after that, since then, I mean, if you really, really look realistically at the things he's dealt with, you know, obviously he did not play in the Super Bowl. Um, and Nick Foles did. There's a statue out in front of the stadium, you know, and then, you know, you start kind of dismantling the offensive line, dismantle the receivers a little bit. And now you put him in a tough situation and then you draft a quarterback in the second round, not saying that you shouldn't, but those are a lot of things to overcome. You know, and so here's this young quarterback who was finding his way and now all of a sudden struggling. And uh, it went from, from bad to worse. You bench him. There's reports that he didn't get along with the coach, um, wherever, you know, whatever that was. So obviously where there's smoke, there's smoke. There was something going on. But now he's back in an unbelievable situation with a really good football team in Indianapolis, uh, with a coach that he knows, so a system somewhat that he knows. And I think uh, it's going to be a rebirth for him. And I think what they had to give up to get him, you know, I don't think it hurt Indianapolis. So I think Indianapolis won this trade. Oh, what was your reaction to it, James? Uh, I, I wasn't surprised because of the fact that um, the Eagles knew that they could win without him because they did it for years. Um, you know, he brought up, Nick Folds, and then just uh, the second round pick with Jalen Hurts, just being able to win that Super Bowl, um, also being able to, um, well, with him being like a turnover machine. I mean, as he, every time he got in, he, of course, he'd been injury prone. So it was always season to season with him. Like, you didn't know if, you're gonna, if he was going to stay. I mean, out of his season, I think he, he missed like two or three seasons um, where he didn't play the full amount. Also, um, his turnover ratio, interceptions and fumbles started to get worse. So for him, this is great for him because, it's, like you said, it's a restart. Uh, when you look at the Colts, um, they had a really good defense last year. And what they were able to do with um, uh, Phillip Rivers, what they were able to do with him showed that if they have a good young quarterback who's able to make good decisions. That's the only thing with Carson Wentz. Can he make good decisions? And I think the Colts would be in the playoffs again next year. Can he make good decisions with him having actual receivers that aren't on IR? You know, he had to, he had to deal with a lot. He had to deal with a lot. 
bad offensive line, IR, him and the coaching. So this is a good opportunity for him. I feel like the Eagles, it was time for them to move on. Um, there was It was a lot of distractions with that. If they can get a healthy team and now they can focus on Jalen Hurts, having the offense catered around him, I think for both teams, this was a great way for them to part ways. Yeah, I, I definitely agree that it's uh, good for both teams in that scenario. Um, and speaking of another quarterback that's on the market, Deshaun Watson. So uh, there's a lot of places he can go. In my opinion, I think uh, I, I think if I was Deshaun Watson, I would want to go to San Francisco or possibly the Bears. When you look at the Bears, they, they don't have a whole lot on offense. But I think what they're really missing is maybe an over-the-top component on their offense and a quarterback because their defense is obviously great. And I think their defense is only going to be better if they know that they have an offense that is actually going to put up points. Um, I also look at the San Francisco 49ers because they got a lot around them. Everyone's going to be coming back next year. George Kittle, Nick Bowes on the defensive side. Uh, I think I think that is a Super Bowl contender with Deshaun Watson. Um, but it's interesting, a report came out that Houston is not even picking up uh, phone calls right now about Deshaun Watson. I don't know what true that is. Um but it, I think it is possible because I don't I don't necessarily see Deshaun Watson sitting out. Uh, I think it is possible that he could be back in the Houston uniform next year. Um, but James, start off with you. Where do you see Deshaun Watson going? Well, the reason that they won't really pick up phone calls is because it's a money issue. If they trade him early on, they'll take on like 20 million dead cap space rather than like five million. So um, that's where the cap of the NFL kind of comes into play. And so they won't be able to trade him until like June 1st. Um, you know, if your quarterback doesn't want to play there, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, he's not the type that can sit out of season. I mean, you can't really do that. But um, I think the 49ers would be the best bet for him. They have great tight ends, great running game where they get most of it back. Um, they had injuries last year, so people don't really realize that the 49ers were in the Super Bowl um, and they were in the playoffs. They're like a playoff team. They just had a lot of injuries. Uh, I really want to want him going to the Bears just because you saw that controversy, quarterback controversy there and how it was hard for them to find a system that worked. And they really didn't make Nick Folds and Mitchell Trubisky look great. And so I don't think that – I think that he would be kind of going into the same system that it was in Houston, whereas him having to do most of the work, carry the load, and carry a team to winning rather than if he played for the 49ers, I felt like with their coaching staff and their um, innovative offense, they'll be able to help him flourish. You know, he doesn't want to go to a place where he's having to – do it all and, you know, hope they get a couple receivers around them. I think he wants a place where they have a good running game, where they have a good defense and they have a good culture. But right now with the Texans, um, it's a money issue. They're trying to not have a bunch of cap um, restrictions in place that they won't be able to be, be able to get themselves some players too. So it's just um, going to have to waiting game for him until they can uh, free up that cap space. Oh, what about you, Hugh? I think um, there's about three places I think he could really thrive in, in my opinion. You know, obviously, you guys mentioned San Francisco. I think it would be ideal. I think um, Coach Shanahan does a tremendous job. Um, so there's no question. I think it would be really good for him. Uh, when you look at uh, Miami, I think um, they're, they're probably a really good quarterback away uh, from being really, really good. Not that Tua can't do it, but I just think that Deshaun is a better player than Tua. Uh, and then you look at the Jets, you know, the Jets are, are a tremendous situation, too, if they're not going to stay with Sam Darnold. Uh, but how much will they have to give up? I think that's the biggest question. 
And I agree with what James says right now. I mean, you're not going to take that financial hit uh, if you don't have to. But at the same time, at some point in time, they got to let this young man go. And I say that just because you don't want someone on a new staff. Um, I know the staff was put together in hopes that they could, you know, kind of alleviate the issues between the two so that he would want to stay, but he doesn't want to stay. And so you don't want an unhappy quarterback in your locker room because that could, you know, tear your team apart really quickly. I don't think he has that kind of mentality and talking about Deshaun, but at the same time, it's known for anybody who's on the team right now and anybody who may come to the team that he doesn't want to be there. So at some point in time, you got to do right by the player too. You got to let him go uh, because you don't want those issues for a new head coach, for a new staff and put them in that situation. And, but you got to see what you can get for him. And then you got to, you know, go through that process. So uh, you brought up Tua. A lot of people have been kind of iffy on him, even though he had an okay season last year and the Dolphins were a really good team. Um, like, I mean, surprised a lot of people. And a lot, but a lot of people aren't really sure about him. And then recently, um, Devontae Smith, Heisman Trophy winner from Alabama, said that he would choose Mac Jones over Tua. And so, do you think that there's some type of something that we don't see or from NFL and also players? that um, have people doubting Tua and his ability at Miami? Absolutely, James. I don't think, um, you know, where there's smoke, there's smoke. So uh, when people say things, it's because there's something known and it sometimes just doesn't come out all the way. But when I look at Chan Gailey, uh, him retiring, him, you know, them taking Tua out of the game several times and playing Fitzpatrick, that tells me that something is not right, you know, and so... We might never know exactly what it is, but I, I would guess it's something to do with Tua's professionalism, how he learns, how he grows, those type of things in my mind. Uh, just looking at the dynamics of everything and then listening to uh, one receiver who's been with both say, I'd rather have this quarterback. You know, so that those things are, are, are enlightening, you know, but you got to kind of read between the lines, but there's something there. Yeah, so... Uh... Tua, speaking of Tua and uh, and great quarterbacks in this league, uh, NFL draft is coming up, so a lot of new teams are going to get a lot. Of new, a lot of teams are going to get new quarterbacks, uh, and I thought we could rank our top five QBs in this year's NFL draft. So uh, just just staying with, uh, so we just talked about Mac Jones, Hugh earlier. You talked about Kellen Mond. Um, can you give me your top five QBs in this year's NFL draft? My top fives in this year's NFL quarterback draft would be Trevor Lawrence, obviously. Uh, I think he is a really good player. Um, I don't know if he's a franchise quarterback. I would have to see more, understand more, but obviously people, you know, think he is, but I think he's a good player. Uh, Zach Wilson, a kid out of BYU, I think is a tremendous talent. Reminds me a little bit of um, Steve Young because he has uh, leg talent, arm talent. He's bright, he's smart, uh, but I think he has to be in the right fit. Uh, Justin Fields, I think, is a tremendous um, athlete. Um, uh, Ohio State quarterbacks do scare me, but he's not from Columbus. I mean, that wasn't his first stop. Obviously, he came from Georgia. From Georgia um, so I would really dive into him, but I think he's got a, a real chance. Big arm, athletic. Um, Want to see more of him. Um, Mr. Jones, the kid from Alabama, I really like him. I like him better than Kyle Trask and some of the other guys that are out there. 
um, because I think the guy can play the game, you know, and uh, he has more athleticism. I think we saw in the national championship game than people think, give him credit for. So I really like him. And then my next pick is because I've spent so much time with the young man is Kellen Mons. You know, I, I think he's probably going to go in the second round, but he could compete with anybody in that top tier. I mean, the guy has tremendous arm strength. He's very athletic. He's in, very intelligent. He has the right temperament. He has the right feel. Um, his physical characteristics, uh, height, weight, speed, all that. I mean, it's, it's off the chart. And I think uh, he's going to climb up the, the draft boards here pretty soon. He had a great senior bowl, won the MVP, um, and he's been working his tail off. And I think he's going to be, I think he's going to really uh, be a good pro. Uh, James, can you give me your top five? Uh, I'm glad you said Zach Wilson from BYU. Um, I was able to watch a couple of his games. And for, uh, for me, it was his consistency. Uh, he would complete over 73% of his passes in 2020. And I know we get a lot of hype because we look at the teams that win. You know, we get – we're riding a Trevor Lawrence train. Great quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, you know, Clemson. And we see, like, oh, that their team won national championship. This guy must be the guy. But you also got to realize that, you know, he had um, Travis Etienne and, and different things at Clemson and a great defense and a good coach. So, like, that can help. And sometimes when you play certain teams, it can also show your weaknesses. So, Zach Wilson, uh, what he was able to do at BYU – um, I really like him for number one. Um, I do like Trevor Lawrence at number two. Uh, his just size, um, you know, being, you know, 6'6 six, six and 220, uh, you can't teach that. And I think that he'll – and I think that he did play a lot of great talent later in the season, always at Clemson. So I think um, that will help him. Uh, for me, the next guy is um, – just because the way the NFL is shifting, Justin Fields, um, he did really good. Um, against Clemson, Alabama, he was. I just felt like he just was kind of playing a little hurt, and um, they just were outmatched. But I think just the way the NFL is shifting, the more mobile quarterback you can find, and some teams that can really um, move around well. I think he might go to the Texans uh, if they have that that spot open, and they kind of could he could fit there. Um, and then um, Trey Lance. Now, I didn't get really a lot of good tape on him, but just statistically, I think he's a great quarterback. And just um, I've heard a lot of good things about him. Um, so I would be excited to see him. And then I was sleeping on this guy. I really did. I just thought that he had great receivers. But Mac Jones, um, the numbers that he was able to put up and just the way he was throwing it. Um, yeah, he, he, he kind of – I woke up and realized, okay, this guy could be a really good quarterback. And he was throwing dimes and just – I mean, he was just so efficient and didn't turn the ball over and just it was very composed. So um, and he just looks like a pro-style quarterback, your, your traditional pro-style quarterback. And, um, yeah, so those are my top five. Uh, I am interested to see Jamie Newton out of uh, Georgia, like Wake Forest. He was at transfers. Interested to see him. He's a more mobile-style quarterback. But those are my top five. And then just interested to see what, how Jamie Newton, like if they draft him, probably third or fourth round, maybe fourth round for um, be but yeah those are for me yeah my top five number one I think Trevor Lawrence um I, I really don't think he's being necessarily overhyped I I don't necessarily I, I know it's insane for people to call him a hall of famer but I do think um he has the highest floor out of anyone in the draft meaning I don't think he has nearly as much bus potential as anyone else uh number two for me is Zach Wilson I think he's extremely mobile big arm 
James, you mentioned he has less talent around him. Number three, Justin Fields. I think when I look at Justin Fields, he definitely has more bust potential than those two in front of him do. But I think he also has an extremely high ceiling. And he also has, and I've read a report that he ran a 4-3-40 at Ohio State's Pro Day. Uh, now, that's probably hand time, so it's probably a little slower, but still, that's insane for a quarterback. He's extremely mobile, and he's not small like Kyler Murray is or even Lamar Jackson. Number four for me, Trey Lance, I think it's, I think it's very raw. I don't think you take him with the expectation of starting him this year. But even with that said, I still think he's extremely, he's extremely good talent. And number five is Mac Jones. Uh, when I'm looking at, so to be fair to Mac Jones, I do, these arguments that I hear against him were not made against Tua last year coming out of the draft, and Tua had a better supported cast. With that being said, I th- back, Mac Jones has sort of like a Baker Mayfield feel to him. He's a little bit bigger. I think Baker's a little more accurate, uh, but he sort of has a Baker Mayfield feel to him. Uh, where I I would definitely take him if he was though if he was left out of those three, and I wouldn't be upset about it. Um, but I wouldn't take him before those guys. And last so year, you, but, I'll go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say. Uh, well, I was gonna move on to the next segment. So what? What were you gonna say? Oh, I was. I was uh, gonna ask you um, who. Who you think is gonna recruit JJ Watt? <laughs> <laughs> I think um, you know, as he said the other day. Please give me a minute. Let me sort this out. This is kind of wow for him. Um, I think he wants to go someplace where he can win potential. Uh, to win. I mean, whether it's Pittsburgh, Cleveland, um, Green Bay, I wouldn't be surprised at any of those, but there's going to be a dark horse that comes out of here somewhere. Could be the Rams, you know, it could be uh, one of those type of teams who are right on the cusp and they feel of being really good uh, that they're going to try to convince him because I think in the end, it's still going to come down to money. Um, and the opportunity to play and what that's going to look like for him. I see him being a guy that can play 10 strong games. And if you manage him the right way, uh, he'll be ready for the playoffs and gives you everything he has. But if he's got to play 16 games, I don't know that he can make it through with his body and all of that. So you got to know what you're getting, but you also got to make sure he understands what your expectation is for him. I feel like if he joins the teams, he can have that Von Miller presence on defense. Um, well, just, of course, pair alongside, like, if he, I mean, a lot of people think about the Chiefs. I mean, if he could mm-hmm. pair with um, Chris Jones there, um, I don't think Green Bay can afford him. I don't think they get the cap space, but, I mean, yeah, he's ready to win. I was thinking about another player, Adrian Peterson. He was talking on a podcast, and um, a, a lot of these guys, I think Tom Brady has kind of woken up a lot of the veteran players who have been on these teams, and they realize, you know, I might have to go to, I might have to do the NBA kind of style and just, you know, Get, get on one of these teams that are already there and just be that piece that can just get them to it, you know? Right. Um, I mean, like, wanna, that, that, yeah. If you want to win a Super Bowl, that's what it looks like. I mean, you got to get to an established team and, like you said, bring that other presence that they need to get them over the top. And, uh, and lastly, I just want to ask you guys, so Atlanta has an extremely high pick in this year's draft. And, uh, you know, I've read a lot of reports they're interested in Justin Fields, interested in a quarterback at that position. But the way I was looking at it, it's it's not – Matt Ryan was not the one giving up these leads. He The offense was fine. I still believe you can win a Super Bowl with Matt Ryan. So, uh, I'll start off with you. If you were 
GM of the Falcons and Justin Fields or Jack Wilson is available there at the number four spot. Are you taking him? I think it's um, you have to really think through it because you got to ask yourself how much longer is Matt Ryan going to play? And um, I think that's the biggest question. And if you feel like there's a quarterback in the draft who could be the next franchise quarterback. So it's a big decision. Um, I look at, you know, Matt Ryan, maybe not the same as Aaron Rodgers, you know, for the more people you can put around him, the better he's going to be. But like I said, I just don't know what his health is. I don't know exactly where all that is and how much longer can he go? You know, I think that's what's happening with these quarterbacks that have been in the league for a long time. And he has been, you just got to make a decision where you think they are. Uh, is there a quarterback in the draft that you can get that you feel like is going to be the franchise quarterback for the next 10 years, like Matt Ryan has been. And, and then you got to make some tough decisions for the organization. Uh, what is your opinion on that, James? Well, he, he has the receiving course, so we can't say that. Um, but what he really actually needs, the, what the Falcons really need is they need like, a couple offensive linemen and some D linemen. Um, other than like some secondary help also, because uh, that's when they were when they would lose the game, they would just get blasted in the secondary after they have the lead. But I think they need to get in, um, build in the trenches. I think if they can do that, then um, that would help them out a lot. I have faith in Matt Ryan. I think he. Um, I mean, he, you got to keep in mind they had a, they they could have been a playoff team if they just kind of helped them lead, like kept those leads. They had a lot of teams in the fourth quarter, third quarter, just something out of halftime would happen and they would just lose it. So if they just build that culture. And, you know, kind of erase the memory of that Super Bowl that's hanging over them where they lost that lead. I think that they could be a good playoff contender, build in the trenches, get those offensive linemen. Because they're, they're trying, I feel like I've seen, heard some rumors that they're trying to trade down, maybe get the number four pick, get some offensive linemen, get some D linemen. I think they could, they could just need to just build that culture of, of con staying consistent, finishing the game. Coaches used to always talk about finishing the game. They don't finish the game well. He's a good quarterback. Statistically, he's, he does well. Doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, he's right. I see him like an, like an Aaron Rodgers also, not like skill set, but just a good quarterback. And, you know, he can lead a team. They just need to finish the game. But that's it for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I just think uh, – I think a lot of that finishing the game is – is not on Matt Ryan. I think I don't because as you mentioned, he didn't turn the ball over. He's great. Uh, he's great in the game, and I think a lot of that. Uh, I think a lot of that blowing leads is on the defense giving up big plays. So I do think, like you said, they need some help in the secondary. Um, and if you're the GM, I do understand though. You're also looking at this from both sides, and the other side is look. Not only is not only is Matt Ryan getting older, Julio Jones. I mean, he's not close to retirement, but he's getting older as well here, and uh -huh. I'm not. And I don't know how much longer these this dynamic duo is going to last in our franchise. And uh, you may need to make a move. I don't know what I would do yet. Obviously, as you said, you have to give it a lot of thought. Also, they had a lot of guys take a bunch of one-year deals like Todd Gurley. So that's the thing, too. So they don't really know the shape of their team. So it's kind of hard for them to. Uh, but, you know, in my thoughts, you just if you as long as you build the offensive defensive line, everything else can kind of take. If you can't have defensive pressure, it don't matter who your secondary is. And if your offense can't protect, it doesn't matter who your quarterback is. So, uh, But they had a lot of players on a lot of one-year deals. So if they can fix that, get those players maybe another one-year deal, then they can – like like soon, then they can focus on the draft and get that going. But, yeah. 
All right, well, that is going to wrap it up for the Ultimate Breakdown. Thank you, Hu and James, for joining me. Thank you so much for listening. We will be continuing to do some uh, NFL offseason coverage. Maybe next time we'll find out where Deshaun Watson landed and uh, some NFL draft coverage as well. Uh, continue to do that, so please stay tuned on the Ultimate Breakdown. And thank you so much for listening.